What is up, everyone? It is your boy, The Tank. It's Wednesday at noon, and I am here to talk to you about college and NFL football for the next hour on Weagle 91.1 FM. Let's not waste any time and get on with the show. Hello, welcome back to Tank Talks Football here on Wheel 91.1 FM. Headphones are a bit loud. Uh, get that taken care of, man. Yeah, I got that, I got that taken care of immediately. Blow your ears out. <laughs> yeah, both of y'all over there just huddled up in the corner of the desk uh, uh, watching the Masters that are currently going on. As Correct. you should be. But as y'all's head revolve around golf, mine is still talking about football. And like the show 24 hours before me, I've decided I want to have a, like, a little segment on my show called Frightening Footballers that takes uh, advantage of my love for horror movies and my love for football. <laughs> and did I shout you off enough, Jake? Or do you want me to? Actually? You had literally never even shouted me out. Yeah, you haven't even said our names. I have said your names. No, you, you haven't. Did not. Well, I, you are on my show enough. Everyone knows who you are. I would hope. That was Jake Gonzalez, host of the Hardwood Hoop, 24 hours before me with this historical hooper segment. Which is what this segment is uh, uh, the basis for. From it, it is the basis of. Yeah, that's that's where your segment inspiration, is from. if you will. Yeah. yeah, and on the other side is one Harrison Tarr, who has been on my show all but once this semester, twice. Once or twice. Yep, and so host the, of TNT in the morning. Yeah, host of the TNT ninety one point one FM. Yeah. Well, T in the morning. Yeah, tea time <laughs> in the morning from eleven to one. Oh uh, well, the name of this segment is called "Frightening Footballers." Combining my love of horror again with my love of football. Starting off with probably the, one of the b- brightest figures in the horror genre is Jason Voorhees. Okay. All right. If you don't know who Jason Voorhees is, he is a man in a hockey mask. He is at a whopping around, oh. he's around 6'7", yeah. I'd say. Oh, wow. 250. Yeah. He's a big man. He's a huge man, uh, usually accompanied by a machete, mostly. And machetes are intimidating. They are very intimidating, especially when they're carried by a six foot seven zombie. That is uh, horrifying. With some other issues. Yeah. Uh, I have some. I have two pros and two cons. Pros: strength. He has been known to throw people around with ease. One guy being a fellow six foot five fella threw him over a bar into a the wall behind it, while also. Okay. With ease, being able to bust through walls and doors. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Uh, another pro, he's secretly agile. He has been seen mm-hmm. leaping through windows. Like I would, I would say like a... Sneaky athleticism. Sneaky yeah. athleticism. Plus, and he can possibly teleport. That is true. He has been known to get to places very quickly. Now even that could be useful. Very useful. Uh, the bad thing is he cannot teleport if the camera is on him. Mm. Which in So that football, takes him, yeah, it takes him out of the... Yeah, it takes the teleportation out, yeah, of, out of the teleportation. equation. Which makes it a bad thing whenever you see one of his cons is he is not fast. He mm. is not known for his running ability. Yeah, that, that's my. I knew that was my uh, big con walking into this when I found out it was going to be Jason Voorhees. <laughs> is, well, he's incredibly slow. Yes. He is not known for uh, – he before he became a zombie, he did jog a little bit. But since you know he was reawoken – he has not been a big running guy, not even jog. I wouldn't even say he's not even a fast walker. I would say even mm. his jog was slow though too. Yeah, it was it was like a, a lumpy a lumpy jog. He's trotting through the woods. Yeah, I mean he was six seven, two fifty. I mean 
usually people that are that big aren't that fast. So yeah. Another con I have, he's not a big communicator. Mm. He's not someone that you're going to get calls played for, or he's not going to be someone who can, like, call an audible or anything like that, even on, like, the O-line or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, so. He, he is a solo act, you know. He is a solo act. That's true. But he has taken on some big guns. He has taken on Freddy. Mm. Okay. He's taken on, a, a no, no, a comics-wise, he's taken on, like, Ash from Evil Dead. Okay. Uh, he has taken on Michael Myers in some things. Now that's interesting. And Michael's another one that is basically the same as Jason, but probably not as strong as him. Big strings. The the strings carry him a long way. The being able to throw bodies around like they're nothing. His strength. That is his strength. Is his biggest strength, you might say. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A lot of strings getting thrown around. Yeah, I just wanted to say that. <laughs> uh. So so is now when we decide if they're footballers or not? Yes. Yeah, okay. I'm going to go with no. You're going to go no? Um, speed and communication are much more valuable, not than strength, but, like, than you might imagine. Uh, I just – I can't – even, like, on a defensive line position or an offensive line position, I can't have my my players not being able to chase anyone down. You know what I mean? That's like, fair. Throwing bodies is important, but also – uh, I don't know. His frame's like he's just like a little too big to be like an offensive lineman, you know. He's way too tall. Yeah, way too tall. Um, I I don't think he fits in my lineup. I am gonna have to agree with that statement. He is not a frightening footballer, as you say. Um, mainly because well, his only strength is that he's strong. Um, he can't move. He doesn't talk really. He kind of has just that demeanor where he's just kind of there. Unless he can teleport, but then he can't teleport because, well, the camera's Camera. on him. Yeah, and you're always recording film, even in practice. Yeah, so, very true. And even if you're practicing on your own, you know, you've you, people, someone's recording you on their iPhone. So. Another another of these He's not that intelligent either. Mm. Obviously, yeah, definitely no. He's, he's just the, getting he's, outsmarted by a bunch of like teenage girls. Yeah, he's he's got the body of a uh, of a pristine like uh, O lineman or D lineman, but yeah. the the mindset's that of a child. The frame exactly. is not great. The height is a little little much. If you could take some of the height and make it more weight and then add some speed to him, maybe, yeah, he could be solid. But I just don't see that he has, you know, you can you can be good at football and not have strength. You can have speed and all this other stuff to make up for your lack of strength. But right. if you just have strength, you can't really do anything else because, well, you need a little bit of speed and a little bit of athleticism, a little bit of agility. And, well, Jason Voorhees just simply doesn't have that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think the strength is just – just overpowering. I-, I could see him as like a guard. Guards aren't your typical. They're not gonna be your fastest O linemen. Right. They're your guys that are there to push guys out of the way. And who better to be a leading blocker for a little bit than a guy who can throw around guys who are three hundred pounds with ease? Yeah, but he can only get to the first level. So, but you only need to get to the first level. And plus, if, he, if people are trying to get through him, no one's gonna get through him. He's not gonna give up a single sack all year. And if you put him at D line, he's he is very capable of getting his target. Okay, not many people have survived a run in with Jason Voorhees. Okay, yes, but at the same time, this man can barely move for the most yeah, part. He, so he, he can he can throw the dude out of the way, but where's he going to go after that? You can also throw him into the quarterback. Now that's illegal. That's yeah. You can you can push an alignment back into the quarterback. I mean, Derek Brown technically did that against uh, in 2019. They played LSU. But, you know, still. 
I'm just I'm locked in the no. I'm just not there. Yeah, the nose the nose not going to change for me either. I might be a little biased because I absolutely love Jason. But yeah, because you're I'm, like the only one that likes horror movies. I'm not the only one that likes horror movies. In this room, yeah, yeah you, you are. You are. The only one with taste. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> taste. <laughs> well, taste. If my other guests had showed up, it would have been a 2 2 count, but I guess I'm just going to be in the minority here As with should a 2 be. 1. <laughs> Braden can't rescue you today. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, to go on to more football centric news, uh, Many people who know me know that I'm not big a big fan of Notre Dame, which is slowly depleting as I start hearing more about Marcus Freeman as a coach. Because he's a legend? He's a legend. Because he's from Cincinnati. He's from Cincinnati, <laughs> which is hard for me to hate. And, of course, they're recruiting pictures, which are on seats of gold. Uh, but ten- uh, Notre Dame has announced that they will be scheduling Tennessee Tech in 2023, which will be the school's first ever opponent, which is – a first ever FCS opponent, which is also going to be an HB- HBCU. For Notre Dame? Like, that's the first FCS team they've ever played? Yes, in their long history as a program. Who did they schedule? Tennessee Tech. Tennessee Tech. So their first HBCU that they've scheduled as well? Uh, HBCU slash FCS opponent, yeah. That's cool. I like that. It's cool. Yeah, I mean. I'm here for it. Why not? You know? It'll be a great struggle win, too. I mean, you know, Notre Dame is not known for. Well, yeah, because I mean, you see how they played against Toledo, like, last year, like, they're going to struggle against anybody, yeah. That was a great game. I actually really enjoyed that one. I know but Dylan still, enjoyed it. Oh, I, I picked Toledo to win. <laughs> I know you did because you hate Notre Dame. I just – it's mostly because of Brian Kelly. Well, I mean, we all – I mean, I, I know from my personal perspective, I also just despise Notre Dame mainly because of my roommate, um, who's the largest Notre Dame fan <laughs> I've ever met in my life, and I want nothing more for him to live in agony because <laughs> of that. Pain. Suffering even. Yes. <laughs> I'm so like I I just I don't dislike Notre Dame. I mean I I don't like Notre Dame, but it's not like they're in my top five. You know, dropped them out of the FBS. Oh no, list. Like, no, I, but it's they, just they'd like be in my top five like most hated teams. They're in my top ten of most hated teams. I only hate them because of my roommate. That's the only reason. I don't even know if they'd make my like top twenty five most hated teams in all of sports. Like I don't think that that would happen. Oh, well, you put it in all of sports. As someone, as that's a bigger there. that's a bigger list for me if it's a, like all of sports. Yeah, and then you have to throw in the possibilities like for individual sports. There's got to be like individual personalities yeah. that have to count as a team. So you know, there's that. Like like LeBron. That list. Yeah. As someone who doesn't watch that many diff- differing sports, it'd be hard for me to make a huge like teams across the spectrum that I hate. I don't think I would struggle with that even a little bit. Not in the slightest. Well, I, y'all y'all wouldn't. I would. If you did like the big big teams or big uh leagues i could probably do that but across like i guess i know you're gonna throw in like nascar i don't hate anyone no NASCAR. i wasn't gonna say nascar no. actually was just... I, I would throw in a random like random italian soccer teams into mine yeah I, I would have some some at recency bias but like some golfers for sure there there would be some folks that would get thrown in there like as oh, individuals because yeah. that kind of kind of it's like a team yeah i mean like i mean golf you are like it's a one-man no team, team yeah, yeah. But, but i mean like i i could definitely feel like a, a a top list of 25 teams that yeah. I just don't ever support. Well, if you were to make a top five, like most hated college football teams, who would you have in your top five? Georgia being, I'm guessing, a unanimous number one. Uh, I'm on no comment on this one <laughs> because it's on the record. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm also going to no comment. I'm, I'm going to no comment <laughs> on this one. I, I, I try not to be biased. So. Well, it's not being biased. I mean, I, you can. No, that's, that's, that's ranking your five least favorite teams is objectively biased, but yeah. Yeah. yeah people do it all the time. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, 
I just because I dislike and just because I dislike a team doesn't mean I don't respect their program. So hatred runs college football just as much as like uh, hope does for your team. Yeah, unfortunately, oh, yeah, unfortunately, hatred does not run a journalism career all the time. Yeah, not everyone can be Stephen A. <laughs> Or Max Kellerman, or Max Kellerman, yeah, right. or pretty much any of the ESPN TV personalities. Yeah, that are like on in the middle of the day. Yeah, midday ESPN is like creme de la creme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair enough. But we're gonna actually gonna take a quick PSA. We come back. We're gonna talk about Auburn for the entire next segment. We'll be Thanks. right back. Welcome back to the second block of Tank Talks Football here on Week One Point One FM. This Saturday. We get to watch our Auburn Tigers as they take as they compete in their annual spring game, also known as A Day, which we're all assuming is going to be mostly a, a quarterback battle. I mean, who's not as much because Calzada's yeah. not playing. Calzada not playing? No, no, uh, he's hurt. This is going to be the TJ Finley show. <laughs> then TJ Finley, yeah. Robbie Ashford, Robbie Ashford, yeah, Harold uh, Jarner. Oh, Jarner's probably going to get the Holden Jarner. It's going to get the second. What did I say? Harold. Harold. I think you're thinking of you literally uh, joiners to call this guy. I can't say his name. dude. I cannot. I was so focused on saying his last name correctly, which I think I got it right. Yeah, this you got Jerner. You got Jerner right. I just forgot. Like, I'm sorry. I apologize. That's yeah, okay. It's okay. I try so hard with it. I cannot. I don't know what it is with with his name that I cannot say it right. Harold Jerner. You still said. Harold. How about? Yeah, still said Harold. <laughs> Holden. Holden Jerner. <laughs> Thank you. Finally, I did it. There you go. Uh, oh my word! I don't know what the I mean, problem it'll, is. It'll still be important for the quarterback role um, in the quarterback room because Robbie Ashford is going to get the opportunity to get probably more snaps than he was going to get in the first place. Jaren is going to play. Finley's obviously going to be team one quarterback, I would presume. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I think out next to that, we all agree wide receivers. Yeah, wide receivers going to show for them. Yeah. And uh, just see how this new <laughs> how this defense is going to look. We got a lot of new. New faces running around, especially at the linebacker position. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, we had to replace uh, the Kobe and mm-hmm. Chandler Wooten. And Wooten. Uh, defensive back wise, we got to see who's going to step up for the absence of Roger McCreary and Smoke Monday. I'll yep. say. Which and, I w- I will say from what we've heard uh, in terms of early spring practices, the DBs and safeties that have come in have been looking really good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Al- Auburn's recruiting class. Was- recruiting class was mostly like defensive oriented players uh, like oh good top th- i think five of the top or three of the top five are all corners or safeties what yeah. if auburn had a season where their defense was locked down but they couldn't score points stop me if you've heard this before <laughs> i'll stop you right there uh which time <laughs> yeah <laughs> first one come to mind is 2019 and then 2018 i must say in 2018 <laughs> The back half of the Gus Malzahn era. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, nice. so linebackers, that whole defense is going to look different, except for the – well, I guess the D-line is going to look pretty much similar. Because uh, I don't – I can't think of any big-name departures we had at the D-line, besides maybe like a Jay Hardy. But we could see like Dylan Brooks step up. Uh, I don't know if they're going to have – I'm blanking on names. For DBs or linebackers? D-line. D-line. Edge, edge rusher. Well, I can't remember his name. Uh, Returner from last year. Derek Hall? Yeah, Derek Hall. Derek Hall. I don't know why I could not remember that man's and name. Then, and then Caleb Wood, uh, yeah, Wood. Wooden. And um, I can never pronounce his name right. Oh, that's like a big name departure. We did lose J.J. Pegues. Yeah. 
hey, that's not. not Nothing. I was, I didn't care that he transferred out because he deserves to be successful somebody else, but I'm actually kind of sad they went to Ole Miss. Yeah. But I'm also extremely happy that he went to Ole Miss. It's it's a whole uh, internal conflict. Yeah. You, you know, good for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He gets to be successful. He gets to have a winning season. Yeah. Yeah. Because if we look at Auburn now. Oh, boy. <laughs> if you're listening to Weagle 91.1 FM, I just want to let Auburn you fan. know, if you're a diehard Auburn fan and uh, it's going to hurt your feelings to hear some things that, uh, made me not positive about your team. My Twitter handle is at by Harrison Tar. Go out, go ahead and meet me in the comments. Um, you are really not going to like what I'm about to have to say. You're not going <laughs> to. I'm, I'm going to presume we're not. You're going to like anything that comes out of our mouths for the next uh, like ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, it's ahead. not like that. Let's let's let, you know what. Let's play. Let's, humor me. Let's uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's take a stab at it now. So the the big question going into the season is going to be the quarterback position and oh yeah that's the only question yeah well that's the biggest because like we don't know who's going to start We're, that's been that's been the biggest question for three seasons now two seasons I wouldn't say that we no it's not been a question it's just <laughs> okay. not been a solution <laughs> fair enough and we talked about this last week on TNT about who y'all thought was going to be the starting quarterback I said Calzada right I think I said Calzada yeah. yeah. And Tara, you said Finley, or you said Calzada as well? Uh, I, I I think probably it'll be Finley on opening day. Yeah. I that's that's or my first game. That's my thought process as well. But we're all in agreement that this offense is going to be strictly ran by Tank Bigsby and Jarquez Hunter. And how long those two? This can stay offense is going to be strictly um, mm, maneuvered by Tank Bigsby and uh, Jarquez Hunter. There are offensive plays that Elster, are going probably. to be run. Yeah. There, there will be an offense. There will be an offense on the field. Yeah, you may not like what you see. You probably won't. <laughs> There'll be one, though. This seems like a season full of just 3-2 losses. <laughs> if this defense is half as good as we... 3-2, that's a close game, man. <laughs> if if Auburn nine, if two. Auburn wins a game 3-2 next year, I don't know what I'll do. Roll timers. <laughs> yes. That would be a huge win, no matter who, no matter who it is. Because looking at the schedule now... Uh, you get you get a nice little start off game with Mercer. So are we are we going around the table picking these now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, minus the horror story that was 2017 Mercer, um, I will take Auburn to defeat Mercer by like 17 points. I mean, yeah. I don't know how Mercer's going to win this game. This is just I, as bad as Auburn's probably going to be this season. Auburn's still going to win this game. Yeah, they're going to out talent Mercer, I believe. <laughs> and- well, that'll be close. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Auburn starting off 1-0, full of hope, you know, oh. possibly voting, got some votes to be Just ranked. Just move to the second game because it's going to change soon. <laughs> they take on the San Jose State Spartans of the – what conference are they in? Mountain West. Mountain West, yeah. The MWC, one of the uh, better teams in that con- – one of the – probably the best teams in that conference, really. Yeah. And have in San Diego State, a, a team that Brian Harson is very familiar with. It's his times at Boise, right? And they travel all the way from California to Alabama to take on the Albert Tigers, and they will lose. They will lose, but it'll be close. Yeah, I like I, this is not that bad of a. This is not a terrible cupcake. Like this is not a terrible. I don't. Non-con. I do not consider this a cupcake at all. Yeah, not at all. No cupcake. You start going down like the swag. 
that's when I started considering cupcakes. MWC is along with the American Conference is like borderline Geo five or not uh, P five in some instances, especially with the the Pac twelve doing what they're doing. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I think Auburn will squeak away with a close win versus San Jose State. Agreed. So two and zero going into. Week three, where they take on the Penn State and Indy Lions in their home and home. Right. And that's a Jordan Hare. That is a yep. Jordan Hare. And Auburn's going to lose. But this game's close for no reason. I I, 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 just, I don't know why, but it, it'll be close. Auburn does seem to always have those games where they should either lose by a lot or win by a lot, and they just always, for some reason, are close. I also don't think Penn State's going to be that good. Um, because of what you just said right there. I don't think Penn State's going to be that good next season. So I have Auburn at home. The only reason why they're winning this game is because it's at home. By like a field goal. Yes. I, no other reason for this game to be Auburn I'm winning. actually going to go with Penn State in this one. This is where I think Auburn's season just starts to crumble. This is where, this is where we see how bad Don't worry, guys. Are. It gets worse. <laughs> oh, it's going to get... Oh, we're at the good part of the season right now. Oh, yeah. This is oh, the this, peak. This is the high point. The next, <laughs> game, the next game's the peak. Yeah. Because now Auburn is on their what four home home game oh yeah, five home games in a row yeah but the fourth one is going to be Missouri and their year three in the Eli Drinkwitz era oh I didn't realize game four was an SEC game yep is there another non-con yep uh, it's at the end of the season is it not yeah before Alabama which is WKU okay another non-cupcake cupcake mm-hmm. in some eyes I'm just gonna say I have Auburn currently starting season four and zero because I expect them to beat Missouri. Yeah, I've got them two and two. I I don't think Auburn takes Auburn takes out Missouri. I think Auburn just barely beats out Missouri. Missouri they did have some good recruits come in, but they're not as talented as Auburn is. And right now, I don't think Eli Drinkwitz is the guy for them. At I don't either. Moment. So what? Uh, you have four and zero. Oh, you got two and two, yep. and I have three and one. And this is when it becomes down. Starts going downhill for me. Just like. The Golden State Warriors before before us, or the Atlanta Braves in the World Series. Uh, not the World Series. What were they, when they blow the thirty-one lead. I don't know why you're talking about the Atlanta Braves because they're reigning world champions. Just move on to football. <laughs> <laughs> Blowing thirty-one leads is a is a big meme around the sporting world, and this is where I think Auburn begins to blow that lead when the LSU Tigers come into Jordan Stadium. Oh yeah, LSU's gonna uh, cakewalk. Not only about say, not only is Auburn gonna lose, they're gonna get molly rocked. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not going to be close. And this is just the beginning of the end of the season. By the way, that puts me at um, two and three. I'm at three and two. Four and one. Four and one. And then they Chase travel. Chase thinks Auburn can make a bowl game. Go on. <laughs> then they I didn't travel. get there. Travel to Athens, Georgia. To just go. On. No, move on. All right. Right. Lost. Lost. Four and two. <laughs> I've got two and four. Well, if we do that for all of them. <laughs> it's at Ole Miss for, after Georgia. Four and three. Yeah, two and five. Just the offense is just gonna destroy Auburn. Correct. So especially with Jackson Dart. Got a bye week for Arkansas. That's a loss from the bye week, by the oh. way. Yep, another loss. They're gonna lose to whoever bye is. <laughs> <laughs> so taking on Arkansas, you have them losing to Arkansas as well. I'm presuming that's in that's in Jordan Hare, right? Uh no. Yes. Oh yes. Yeah, because yeah, it's a Razorback City last year. Closer yeah. than you think. Uh, Arkansas though, two and five. I have Arkansas also winning that game. So back to I think I'm at four and four, four and three. See, I'm now at three and six. Huh? Wait, I think I'm three. What you say? You said two and five. Yeah, that that in your math three, doesn't four, add up. Three, yeah, four, three, I'm four. at four and three. I'm getting to three and six in a little bit. 
Uh, at Mississippi State, I think that's another loss. Close, but Mississippi State, so I've got three and six, Auburn. Yeah, it's another loss for Auburn, four and four. I'm at four. What, I'm at three and five now. I'm not doing math properly in my head. No, you're because there. I'm, you're at, right there. I'm at three and six. Because we're nine games no. in now, right? No, we're eight. Because we're at four and three for the last one. Did I catch up to you? I'm three and five. Exactly, yeah. So we're both three and five. Three, you're both three and five. I'm four and four. Then we have the Texas A&M Aggies coming to Auburn. Three and six. Three and six. Yep, four and five. <laughs> and then the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. There is the Auburn's. Oh, wait, no, no. That's where I catch up because I had two wins still. That's three and six. That's where Auburn's fifth win of the season comes into play, so it'll be five and five. Right. Three I, and seven. I'm at three and seven. That's where I'm at. I'm going to give Auburn a close win versus WKU for – my their fourth win, so they're four and seven going into the Iron Bowl. I've got them four and okay, six. Okay, let me let me let me check my math in. Let me look at the schedule. Four, I have them four and six. Be four and seven. Be four and six. Yeah, because that's the eleven games game. for the Iron Bowl. That's the eleven. Yeah, there's game. just eleven games for the Iron Bowl. It's always twelve. No, I guess they're five and six. I have them at game. three and eight going into the Iron Bowl. I have them at four and seven. I am five and six. And they are traveling to Tuscaloosa to take on. I have Christmas the Auburn Tigers time. finishing three and nine this year. I have four and eight is my final. Five and seven. And not only is Auburn going to do, I think they're going to go three and nine. I think that there are going to be four or five blowout losses this year. I mean, Bama is uh, Auburn fans. I'm sorry, shield your ears, cover your eyes, hide your kids. Bama's going to beat Auburn by twenty-one plus three tutties in, in Tuscaloosa. I mean, it, it is this team is abysmally bad. This is looking very like very much three uh, 2012 Auburn. I mean this this is looking like on paper going into the season looks worse, like roster wise. That I I, I I literally don't even I don't feel good about taking the three cupcake games. I'm taking three and nine overall because somewhere along the I don't I don't know if Auburn's going to win an SEC game this year. Somewhere along the lines they're going to slip up and win a game they shouldn't, and then another game they're going to slip up and lose a game they probably should not. And I mean, the the bowl game streak ends now. This is it. End of the road. We I think we all agree with that, right? Oh yeah. Uh, and and not not only this. I mean, like it's going to make a lot of people unhappy. Three and nine is going to be unacceptable to pretty much everyone in Auburn. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get to do this whole crap again next year with oh, are they going to fire Harson and he's got another year of leadway? That that's going to happen. I'm I'm just fully prepared to predict that. I will say, what is the Percentage of a chance that if your if your season does happen, what are the percentage chance of Harson getting canned at the end of the year? Uh, above fifty percent. I would be more than sixty or seventy percent. I there it is a greater chance that he's fired after two years than it is that he's retained. Uh, I understand the whole clean house. I'm more patient than most people, but uh, if if Auburn goes three and nine, like I think they are going to this year. The athletics department's got to do some soul searching, and uh, I mean, I'll, I'll call a spade a spade. Auburn's got to determine who they value more, what they value more, winning football games or listening to their donors. Anyway, because that that has just been a roadblock for years, and it will be a roadblock for years to come. I mean, that's the same conversation we've had. I mean, for as long as I know, I've been alive, which is obviously the two thousands. But I mean, this it's been a problem in Tupperville's time. It's been a problem in Chiswick's time. Definitely a problem, a problem in the Malzahn era. Yep, and it's not, and it's still been a problem today. 
It's not going away anytime soon. Auburn's got a lot to figure out. I mean, it's the same like conversation that we've been having for the past two months with comes to Auburn football, with donors just seemingly finding a way to be in the middle of everything. Oh, before we go to a quick break, I'm going to leave Auburn fans with a little advice: invest in basketball. Yeah, ba- basketball season. Take women's basketball. Hey, yeah. Any, we're in everything but football school. Literally anything else. But when we come back, we're going to talk about Auburn's biggest or second biggest rival in Georgia and preview the Florida Gators as well. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the back half of Tank Talks Football here in 191.1 FM. We're going to start off this segment by previewing the Florida Gators in, <coughs> excuse me, in their inaugural season of the Bill and Napier era. They're, that's exciting. Yeah, actually, yeah. No, like actually, that's like very exciting. Yeah, we've been waiting. We've all been waiting to see him at a Power Five program. But did you just something just happened in the Masters that you didn't like? Nothing. No. All right, Tiger Woods. Carry on. Okay. Cutting. Fair enough. For birdie. And, I mean, I mean, well, I, I was going to let you finish your spiel about Billy Napier and and, right. and his takeover and what you expect. Gotcha. So uh, three seasons at the ULL uh, Raging Cajuns where he has seen a lot of success and his name has been thrown, was thrown around all of the offseason. Specifically, I heard a lot of leeway towards him going to LSU, but that did not happen since he ended up going to – well, Brian Kelly ended up going to LSU and Brian and Billy Napier <coughs> went to Florida. Well, and didn't, didn't Napier go to Florida before LSU hired Brian Kelly? I believe so, but – Oh yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, so it just turns out that Napier was just Florida's guy. Um, yeah, I mean that when you look at LSU versus Florida, those jobs, in my opinion, are six one half dozen the other. Um, neither one's a bad job. Oh, not at all. So uh, definitely an upgrade, and also a home run higher for Florida. I, I hate saying this because the last two times I've called somebody home run higher, they've been a flop. But I, I, I really do believe that Billy Napier has what it takes to take Florida to new heights. And 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 Gator fans need to be patient because this is a whole clean of house. Uh, Dan Mullen left that place a wreck. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've never seen. I, I, I don't. I, I, I'm not going to say that because I've seen coaches run programs on the ground faster. But uh, it, it is truly remarkable how bad of a spot Mullen left them in. Still, that being said, I, I, I have high expectations for Florida in 2022. So, if you don't have high expectations for Florida, I, I would be very surprised. Billy Napier has been able to create a winning program with a bunch of two-stars and three-star recruits. And, and developing and, development and, middle guys. Yeah, and develop them, developing them into stars for his team. And he's been able to do that consistently for the past couple of seasons. If he's not able to do that at Florida, I would be extremely surprised. This yeah. should be a good Florida team from day one. And he's already invested in recruiting. So Florida fans, there's something to hang your hat on. This coach does not shy away from recruiting. That's different. Very very much different than the well we have yet to see if he recruits in the season yet well you you know you can you that's can assume true. that Bill and Napier will i don't know we not we a, we, not, we assumed Dan Mellon did but apparently he didn't evidently the difference between those two coaches though is the ego Nap- napier napier's not. proving himself mullen felt like he was entitled to be there yep sure, okay, that's enough. that's kind of how i yeah. i, I that's ex- all that. exactly how it goes you get the prodigal son if you will of the former offensive coordinator who led your team to two national championships come back as your head coach and he was worshipped so he didn't feel like he, he didn't feel like he did anything right uh but uh florida pretty much cleaned house uh because their players all either went to the draft or graduated transferred whatever 
one of those being the last quarterback, Emory Jones, uh, and a couple of names that Auburn fans should be. Emory uh, Jones. And a couple of My other man. D linemen that uh, Auburn fans are very well known. Acquainted with. Acquainted with, with Tyrone Truesdale and Daquan Newkirk. Yeah. yeah. Who all tra- who both uh, – Daquan transferred there last offseason. Tyrone, Tyrone Truesdale's a problem, man. He's so good. He is. No, I'm, I'm serious. Like, he's actually very, very good. He is. Like, I, that was not I like a, de- I, a dig. I, I don't think – I think – after he left Auburn, I don't think I don't think he did that much for Florida, which is pretty hard to do when you transfer to a new program, especially another SEC program like that. But just go game by game for Florida. They start off their season in Gainesville versus the reigning Pac-12 champion in the Utah Utes. Mm. And I love Utah. We know. Yep. Go Utes. But I honestly just think they're the better team here. Uh, going into the season, I have them winning the Pac-12 again, and I think that's where it starts. You're doing the sign wrong. Give me the Utes. I don't care. Give me the Utes. I don't care if I'm doing the sign wrong. I'm doing the throwing a U up. It could be Miami. I don't care. Give me the Utes. Big. I'm probably going to take Utah, but question before I do that. You're the resident college football expert here. Is Utah returning pretty much everybody? Pretty much. Okay, then yeah. I'm, 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 I'm going with it, back. especially with the rebuild in the middle of the program. Yep. Close game, though. I think it'll be fun. It'll be a fun uh, game. I think it'll be a fun game. But week one, like week one is going to be amazing i mean they, they always do and then week two and three we're like what is happening who is playing who who is this northeast southwest community college of the blind well actually week two florida <coughs> stays in gainesville and await the kentucky wildcats in week oh. two. Ooh, that'll be a fun game yeah close one i like florida at home i have to agree with that statement i don't think kentucky is returning their biggest piece they're not returning their, their best players from the past season obviously so give me florida it's gonna be close Florida. I think without the without Wandale and uh, Will Ty Ty hurt? <laughs> Ty Ty won't Maybe be there at that point. But with the with Wandale leaving for the draft and uh Chris Rodriguez, I believe, also leaving. Uh I I would think it's gonna be a great building moment for Will Levis to see how well or how good he actually is as a quarterback. But right now I'm gonna have to go with the hot hand and Anthony Richardson over Will Levis. Okay. AR-15. So that's, uh, what, a one-on-one start across the board? Yep. Yep. And then in-state rival, the University of South Florida Bulls go to Gainesville. Yeah, don't, don't, don't a, even. Yeah, don't even pick this one. Florida. That is a Florida butt whooping <laughs> because USF is in shambles. I miss when they were pretty good. I yeah. really do miss when USF was like a tough team to play out of conference. Now that is UCF. Um, in the state of Florida. So Are you sure about that one? Yeah, they'll be fine. They're going to be like a 9 win team. They won 10 games last year, no? US- UCF? Yeah. Those are the one nine games and won their bowl game. They won seven. They won a bowl game? They, they had def- they, they had your classic Gus Malzahn era. Oh, year. my Lord. Yeah. The Gus Malzahn experience continues. <laughs> he almost got to the 8-4. and four. Now we get to a, another fun SEC matchup. Uh, they travel to Knoxville. Take on the Tennessee Volunteers. Yeah, that's a UT win, though, my guy. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Tennessee's going to be a good team. Josh Hoople is – or however you say his Heupel. name. Heupel. I'm sorry. Um, he's he's the coach in Tennessee. I like Hoople better, though. <laughs> Hoople drives the team, Chiefy. So, yeah, what, 2-2 two and two going into Eastern Washington, which we can all just assume is a win. Yep. 3-2. Then they take on Missouri. Florida. Yeah, I like Florida. Wait, is that in Columbia? Uh, Gainesville. Oh, yeah, I like Florida now. It didn't matter if it was in Columbia or Gainesville, it was still Florida. All right. I don't like towns named Columbia, so I will never pick them. <laughs> Same. 
and then they play LSU. That is an LSU win, my yeah. guy. <laughs> that's in Baton Rouge now. Well, uh, that's also in Gainesville. Oh my lord, how many home games does this team have? Uh, they have six within the first seven weeks. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> none at the end of the year, just all at the beginning. I am. This is in Gainesville, right? Yep. I'm actually gonna go with Florida. I think LSU is also kind of in that strange rebuild mode, even they, even though they do have Brian Kelly. I still think Billy Napier has a better program with him in Florida. I think LSU is going to be much, yeah. much better next year than they were this year. Yep. So I got them going four and three. I've been losing to LSU in this one. So sure. four and I'm, three. I'm showing it five and two. I'm the optimist here. Change in pace. Oh, and then you get to the bye week for the Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, that's a five, and <laughs> five and three. Five and three. Four and four. Oh, wait, no. I thought you picked LSU, Harrison. Oh, I'm a pessimist. Four and four. That's right. I'm I'm at the four five and, and three. I'm, I'm at the five and, and three. I'm the optimist here. Then they travel to College Station. To four on. and five. Yeah, <laughs> that's unfortunate. And then the other Columbia, but they're traveling to Gainesville. South Carolina travels to. I Florida. like Carolina a lot this year, man. I still have Florida. You got to get Shane Beamer. Over I there. like Carolina a lot. I I I'm gonna take South Carolina this game. I think that's fair. South Carolina did is just fresh off of beating the ever loving crap out of Florida last year, and I believe it was forty one to ten. Yeah. Ish. So that puts me at five, six wins. No, five wins. Uh, yes, because you have them being four. You're five. I'm at five and five because because yeah. they should have two uh, a game and then. FSU left, right? Yeah, I have them beating South yeah. Carolina, so I have them sitting at six and four. Okay, I have them yeah. at five and five because I like um, South Carolina too. I'm much. gonna have them at like I think I'm gonna have them like four and four and six at this point. Four and six, okay. Then they play Vanderbilt. That's, That's a six win. And, uh, six and five. They're going to a bowl game in my book, yeah. boys. Five and six. Seven and seven and uh, seven and four. I yeah. Think. And then they travel to Tallahassee. Eight and honest. four. Eight and four season for Billy Napier in his first season. I, you heard it here first. I got six and six. Eight and four. I got I got Florida beating Florida State. Uh, I think that puts them at seven and, and five, which means you're not even going to the Birmingham Bowl, Gator fans. <laughs> that rocks. You might get to go to like the Tax Slayer Bowl. Stay home. <laughs> Never have to leave. Never leave. Beats me another. Keep Florida men in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep. So I got so what? It's cross board six and six, seven and five, eight and four eight for Billy Napier yeah. in his inaugural year. Yep. So we all think you're, we think you're making a bowl game, Gator fans. Yeah, you can't be upset with that. No, you can't be mad. Especially with a first-year coach. I mean, only Auburn fans can get mad about making a bowl game your first year of a new coach. Yeah, that's a unique fact. Anyways. <laughs> well, Oof. up next is the Georgia Bulldogs. We've only got three minutes left of this. So we're going to go to a quick break, and we come back, and we're going to talk about everyone's favorite team, the Georgia Bulldogs. Let's do it. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the last segment uh, uh, here on TikTok Football, and we go nine point point F. M, we're going to talk about the Georgia Bulldogs for <laughs> either the remainder of the show. I don't like you anymore. The remainder of the show. <laughs> uh, we were just having a lovely discussion during the break about how South Carolina is going to win the national championship this year. I am uh, not that high, but like I am, <laughs> guys. Like it is. You know how I say irresponsibly confident a lot. You you tend to be irresponsibly confident most of the time. I am irresponsibly confident. In South Carolina this year, and I, I know I just went, we just went through the the, the lineup, and I'm so I got to come on when you talk about South Carolina. Um, seven games, uh, seven wins doesn't feel like a crazy boost, but my gosh, I I, I think this team is ca- capable of winning a game they can't, like they shouldn't. Georgia, no, <laughs> they did win a game they shouldn't have when they beat Georgia, what two three years ago? Yeah, that rocked. Israel uh, Mukamaru with his three interception games. Yeah. 
He finished the year with four interceptions. The game that saved McIlwain for another year now. Muschamp? Muschamp, that's what I meant. And you're uh, about, McElwain is the one that ran Florida. Talk about Clemson yeah. a little bit. Uh, so their week one is at uh, at Georgia Tech. Oh, that's and they a play loss. Furman, <laughs> Law Tech, then <laughs> at Wake Forest. So they're starting 0 4, I see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, but talk about Georgia a little bit. We all know Georgia's the reigning national champions. Uh, did not are not returning a lot of of their star players. Zamir White, uh, James Cook, both are <coughs> leaving. Don't matter. Uh, George Pickens is out. Snake. Don't matter. As well as Jermaine Burton, who transferred to Bama. Don't matter. And then on the defensive side, they lost Jordan Davis, Trayvon Walker, Nakobe Dean, Quay Walker, Channing Tindall, and Louis Cine uh, and Darion Kendrick. So that's don't seven. Matter. Don't 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 matter. Reload and rebuild. Yep. And their star it's not punter, even rebuilding, it's reloading. Jake Kermada is also leaving. Punter. Don't matter. I don't even know who that is. Doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, Georgia's going to be elite again this year, whether or not you like it. That's the statement of the fact. Uh, uh, a statement of fact. They're going to be one of the premier teams in the country, presumable in the top three to begin the year, right? I'll just say by far they have the best tight end. Room in the oh yeah, Lord. it's ridiculously good. Brock, Bauer, Brock Bowers, Brock God. Bauer starting. Darnell Washington is still there. That dude is a freak of nature. He's so tall. And Eric Gilbert is still on roster. Jesus. So you've heard it here first. Georgia foot, Georgia football certified good. Yeah, this is the first place to ever say that. Lad McConkey is also returning. What a guy! What a name! What a game he had against Auburn too. Yeah, the Lad McConkey game. Mm-hmm. But to go game by game for Georgia, they start out their season in Mercedes-Benz versus the Bonex-led Oregon Ducks. <laughs> Bo gets another shot at losing to Georgia. Yeah, give me the dogs by, like, a lot. Yeah, give me Georgia by, like, 15. Yeah, I like that. This moves Bonex to – I see your 15 and raise you a 16. Moves Bonex to an, a whopping 0-4 record versus Georgia. Isn't Bo Nix, like, quarterback two at Oregon, too? I have no I idea. I think he's a starter. I think he's QB1. I thought I saw something where he was like gonna be QB two. There's no chance. That'd be hilarious. But go on. It'd be really funny. Uh, then the Bulldogs take on the some more some more Bulldogs when they take on Sanford. Yeah, move on. <laughs> two move and on. zero going into Columbia, South Carolina, take on the Gamecocks. So Columbia, did, Carolina does get them at home this year. Yep. Three and out. Three and zero. Watch that game. Sneaky, yes. challenging game for Georgia. But yeah, Georgia three zero. All right, three and zero going into Kent State four zero at Missouri. Win five and zero. Auburn blowout six and zero. That game's in Athens too, right? Yep. yep. The last time Auburn's won, like not won, but the last time Auburn has been within a touchdown of Georgia and Athens was like two thousand like what's it? Is on your like two thousand twelve or two thousand fourteen? Like Auburn is horrifically bad in Athens. Yeah, well, it's bo- both. Both rivals away. What's the last time? Auburn has a better record of Brian Denny than they're doing at uh, Sanford Stadium. Yeah. Really? I had no idea about that. Uh, but then poor poor Vanderbilt. Yeah, win. Oh, easy win. 7-0. They got a bye week for Florida. Win. Yep. Even though we just talked about that. Tennessee. Win. Is that in Knoxville? It's in Athens. Oh, yeah, win. At Mississippi State. Win. Four Tutty win. Not joking. At Kentucky. 
Win. Three tutty win. Not joking. And then for the last game of the season, we get some good old-fashioned hate. Five tutty win. Not as, joking. As Georgia Tech takes on the Bulldogs. Yeah, that has. I have Georgia at twelve and zero going to the SEC championship. Yeah, it sounds all right to me. Nah, it's yeah. just it's boring to say that, but I mean, they're Kirby. What Kirby Smart has done in Athens is remarkable. Um, it is. They won. I mean, they won last year. They won the national championship this past season on the basis that TNT like prides itself on is you can win quarterback uh, win championships with an average quarterback, and. I don't see a reason to doubt Stetson Bennett's ability to manage his way to a, an SEC championship. Now, we have already said that Bama's going to go 12-0. George's going 12-0, so they're both going to be an SEC championship. How does that game play out? Um, wait, What are you pointing at? Uh, we'll, we'll do it in a minute. Um, I have Sorry. Georgia still winning that game. You have Georgia beating Bama in the SEC championship? Yes. I think Alabama's better this year than they were last year. Uh, Georgia's due for an SEC title, though, so probably Georgia. Whoever wins that one loses in the college football playoff. Yep. Right? Exactly. That's, that's, I think that's how that works, right? Absolutely. Yeah, that's, I think that's how it's worked both times. It is. Yep. So, yeah. Actually, no, not the one with the uh, – what was it? Oh, yeah, jo- jo- Bama wasn't even in that one. Yeah. Which – oh, wait, yeah. 17. Yeah, that's the, the greatest championship that we've had in the CFP era, which was, what, five years ago now? Yeah. Yes. <sighs> Gotta love the cultural playoff. Ball from Grace. Fantastic. Second and 26. Uh, I would actually say I'd have Bama winning both matchups. I just think Bama's just a way better team. Who was that? That was Tony Fino. Okay, never mind. Sorry. Cause it, a little Masters action there. Just just don't worry about it. Because bringing up just winning with an average quarterback, I mean, Bama has an one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, I mean, that that only adds to their yeah. threat. And I think Bama's defense is a, a better at reloading than Georgia. We have not seen Georgia able to reload just yet. This would be a testing year to see if they can reload. I mean, they, they'll be on an immediate turnaround at least. I mean, there's it's yeah. not like Kirby Smart. Like, their floor is 11 games, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. They're still going to be a really, really good football team either way. I, I cannot imagine. I have a lot of friends going to G-Day this weekend. I believe G-Day is this weekend. Uh, I can check they're one of the spring games? Uh, no, it's uh, next week. Next weekend. Okay, so I've got a lot of friends going to G-Day next weekend. And Dang it, Tiger. Come on, man. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Nothing like a little bit of football with Masters mixed in. A little Masters, masters, little masters mixed in. That's for par, though, right? That's I think so. That's Maybe par. bogey. I think it's par. So G-Day. That's a par three. But uh, friends going to – oh, okay, that'll work. Uh G-Day, I cannot imagine just showing up to that game and being like, yeah, I cannot wait to watch this offense on both sides score three points each and just watch defense the entire I game. Would say, I would not be surprised if Stetson Bennett does not win the starting job again. I would be floored. Be floored? You don't think like, Carson Beck or this Brock Vandegruff? I think they'll both redshirt and then battle it out next year. I think this is – I think I it is – I think Brock's already lose. been redshirted. Okay. Um yeah, I don't think that there's a reason to not start Stetson Bennett at least game one, barring an injury. He's earned that right. True. I mean, he, he won them a national championship. Say what you want. He made the plays in the, in the national championship they needed to make. He did. I, I'm just – I am just I hate whenever game managers win championships like that. I know I didn't really care for Mac Jones winning it or getting – if Mac Jones would have won a Heisman, I would have been upset. Yeah, but he's balling in the NFL, so go on. He is balling in the NFL. But I don't Throwing think Stet- six Stetson Bennett is probably not – 
half the quarterback that Mac Jones is. Yeah. That was elite, though, the six-pass game. Oh, against UAB? Who did no, that was – we're talking about the six passes that Mac Jones threw against the Buffalo Bills in that one game because it was snowing. Oh, the, yeah. The we fog were, was so thick you couldn't see. We were, doing, we were doing a, an assignment for a class in the library when I was watching that game. That was wild. Yeah, that game was hard to watch. It was beautiful. It was a fantastic game. That's, that's football right there. That's, that's fine. Big 10 NFL game right there. Bro, did you see the Bills are getting like a huge stadium upgrade, like a brand new stadium, and they didn't put a dome? Yeah. It's like, Titans, I, like you can take, I like the fact that they don't put the dome over it. I like the You can the take the Bills Mafia out of the original stadium, but you can't take the Mafia out of the Bills, Bills. Mafia. Exactly. <laughs> and I love it. The Titans are also getting a new stadium as well. It's about time. They approved that. Yep. Good. Nissan's a dump. It, uh, no, it is. Like, it yeah. is a dump. Like, what if I can run through some NFL news real quick? Because we, we, missed, we missed some things. Or something. Something's happened after uh, last week's show. Uh, Rams signed Bobby Wagner. Unreal signing. Uh, Texans better. Texans signed Marlon Mack, which is a pretty good signing for running back. Devontae yeah. Parker traded to the Patriots. That'd be interesting how that one works out. And then the weird trade package between the Saints and the Eagles, where the Saints received the 2022 16th, 19th, <coughs> and 194th pick for the Eagles, and the Eagles received the 2022 18th, 101st, 237. 2023 first and a 2024 fourth. Weird trade. Yeah, I don't get that. I feel like that's too early to be making trades like that. I think it's a draft day trade. That yeah. Just I, I just guess the Eagles just did not know what to do with that second pick. They just traded back one pick. Eagles hitting the panic button? Wow. Some of you have heard that one before. Who's surprised? <laughs> well, that's all I have for my show today. Thank you both for joining me yet again. And I know y'all are enjoying the Masters over there. That's going to play. Well, with all that being said, <laughs> I will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. If you missed any part of the show, make sure to catch the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I'll be back next Wednesday at noon on Weagle 91.1 FM. You can follow the station's Twitter and Instagram at Weagle underscore AU for events, announcements, and more. If you can't make it to a radio, you can listen to our live stream at WeagleFM.com. As for me, come back next Wednesday at noon for more Tank Talks football.